0: A golden anniversary party was being held for a wonderful elderly couple. The husband was very emotional at the occasion and wanted to tell his wife just how he felt about her. His wife was very hard of hearing, however, and sometimes she misunderstood what he had to say. With many family members and friends gathered around, The husband toasted her, said, "Uh, my dear wife, after 50 years, I have found you tried and true. Well, everyone smiled and applauded with approval, but his wife didn't fully hear him, and so she said, eh, What, what did you say? The husband repeated in a louder voice, sweetheart. After 50 years, I've found you tried and true. His wife shouted back, Well, let me tell you something. After 50 years, I'm tired of you too. (laughs) I hope she really didn't feel that way. And we have several couples in our own church who are married over 50 years, and the good news is they don't feel that way, praise God. Uh, But that little uh, story is a reminder to us of how important it is for us to listen carefully, whether it's in a one-to-one situation or in a church setting like this. So I invite you to listen carefully so that hopefully you don't hear things incorrectly, but rather will allow the truth of God to seep and soak into your heart. Our theme our theme today is revival is a time to wake up. This is part two in this brief series. It's part two as we look ahead to our wonderful revival services and you can see the details on the very front cover of your bulletin today. Revival 2018, Sunday, September the 30th, 11 a.m. and 6.30, and Monday, October the 1st, to Friday, October the 5th at 7 o'clock. And Reverend Junior Sorzano will be our guest preacher. I was talking with him on the phone this week, and he is so excited. He is so excited about being here. He is praying for these revival services. He's got people a group in his church praying for the revival services. And he is so delighted to look forward and pray, and he's preparing the messages for the series. And we're grateful to have soloist Kathy Ann Charles for each of the services, and to our radio listeners as well. We invite you radio listeners to Rosewood Church of the Nazarene for our upcoming wonderful revival services on September the 30th. To October the 5th. So, in last week's message, I shared with you part one of Revival is a Time to Wake Up from Revelation chapter one, the last part of verse five and six. And so, last week, we talked about how revival is a time to wake up, to wake up to how much God loves you and me and to allow that truth, that reality to really impact your life and mine. And then we also talked about how revival is a time to wake up to the freedom that you and I can enjoy, freedom from all kinds of things, freedom from various addictions, freedom freedom from sin. And we praise God for that. I want us to just review and look at the Bible verses once again. Revelation 1, 5, the last part, and 6. Why don't you read it in unison with me from the big screen. Together in unison. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests, to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Now we want to move into part two of our study of these two very powerful verses. And the first truth that I share with you today is this. Number one, revival is a time to wake up to the privilege of being a part of God's family. And this, of course, comes from verse 6, which says, and has made us to be a kingdom. Has made us to be a kingdom. Christians are a part of a kingdom, a family, a family. And Jesus is the king of our kingdom. Amen? He is the king. The kingdom of God, by the way, in the Bible, is synonymous with the kingdom of heaven. Now here are some important facts about the kingdom of God that you and I have the privilege of belonging to. For those of you making notes, A. Jesus preached that repentance is necessary to be a part of the kingdom of God. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Matthew 18, verse 2 and 3 declares, Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn, unless you turn, turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. And then in Matthew 7, verse 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who calls out to me, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, and only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. And a part, a part of God's will is that you and I wake up and truly repent of our sins. As Jesus said, turn from your sins, turn. And so the question is, have you repented sincerely of your sins? Have you sincerely repented? Today can be the day to do so. Today can be that very important day. We also discover, point B, we also discover that Jesus said we must be born again spiritually to enter the kingdom of God. In John's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, we read, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives birth to the spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say to you, you must be born again. Have you been born again spiritually? Billy Graham, the great evangelist, used to use that question many times. Have you been born again spiritually spiritually? Our spiritual birth begins when we repent of our sins and believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. Amen. There's something else we need to give attention to about being a part of God's kingdom. And it is this, point C. The Lord says... Those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 beginning at verse 9 through 11 where it says this. It says, "Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that. But you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen? The commentator on on the verses I just read in the Life Application Study Bible, if ever you're in the process of buying a new Bible, I want to encourage you to consider getting the Life Application Study Bible uh, with the uh, new living translation. But uh, th- this commentator wrote some things, I found it at the bottom half of my Bible, that, that, that you and I need to hear. Here, here's what he says. Here's what he says. He declares, Paul is describing characteristics of unbelievers, the verses we just read. He doesn't mean that all those who have indulged in sexual sin, or who have been idol worshippers, adulterers, male prostitutes, homosexuals, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusers, and swindlers, are automatically and irrevocably excluded from heaven. He says, Christians come out of all kinds of different backgrounds, including those mentioned. They may still struggle with evil desires, but they should not continue, they should not continue in these practices. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, Paul clearly states that even those who sin in these ways can have their lives changed by Christ. However, those who say that they are Christians but persist in these practices with no sign of remorse will not inherit the kingdom of God. Such people need to reevaluate their lives to see if they truly believe in Christ. And then he continues and says, In a permissive society, it is easy for Christians to overlook and tolerate some immoral behavior <clears throat> while remaining outraged at others. We must not participate in sin or condone it in any way. We cannot be selective about we, what we condemn or excuse. Staying away from more acceptable, quote, more acceptable forms of sin is difficult, but it is no harder for us than it was for the Corinthians. God expects his followers in any age to have high standards. God expects his followers in any age to have High standards. My friends, revival is a time to wake up to the privilege of being a part of God's kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, as the Bible sometimes calls it. And so the question is, are you a part of God's kingdom? You can be. You can be by repenting of your sins, being born again spiritually, doing away with sin, and by living by high standards. Living by high standards. Let it happen, Lord. Let it happen with each one of us. Amen and amen. Let me now take you to a second truth that strikes me from verse 6, and it is this. Revival is a time to wake up to the privilege of being priests. Yes. Verse 6 says, And has made us to be a kingdom and priests. Elsewhere in our Bible, for example, Exodus chapter 19, verse 6, speaks of this where it says, You will be for me a kingdom of priests... And a holy nation. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 6 declares, and you will be called priests of God. 1 Peter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light amen what's so special what's so special about you and me being priests here's the answer under the old jewish system only the official jewish high priest had the right of access to god when the average jew used to walk into the temple for example He was was allowed to go pretty much anywhere except into what they called the Holy of Holies, which was where they believed the presence of God was experienced in a powerful, magnificent way. Now here's the good news. Because Jesus has paid the full price for our sins, you and I are now priests In that we too have full access. We have full access to God Almighty. You and I have full access. Hebrews 10, 19-22 beautifully tells us this. Therefore, it says, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is His body, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. My friend, through prayer, you and I have full access to our Heavenly Father. You have full access to God Almighty. I believe that one of the main reasons we have experienced a variety of of blessings and miracles in our church over the years is because some of you have truly awakened. You uh, You have truly awakened to the privilege of being priests. Some of you, when we have our prayer and fasting time on the first Saturday of the month, you are here earnestly praying. Others of you earnestly pray in your Sunday school classes. Others in small groups or on your own. In a couple of Saturdays, we will have our annual prayer vigil day that Dr. Lisa spoke of from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Many of you will come for an hour or two hours or three hours, six hours. Some of you will be here for the full day for 12 hours And you will pray and you will serve. We will serve as as priests bringing to the Lord our praises and the many needs of our church, family, and community. At our prayer vigil, earnestly pray. Let's earnestly pray for our revival services with Reverend Junior Serzano. Let us also pray for our annual mortgage fund pledging coming up in October Isaiah 61 6 says, And you will be called priests. You will be called priests of the Lord. Here's a third truth, my friends, we need to give attention to it is this revival is a time to wake up and get serious about serving. Verse 6 says, verse 6 says, And has made us to be a kingdom and priests, here it is, to serve his God and Father. You see, the Lord has not only given us his love and freed us from sin and made us into a kingdom, he has not only called us to be priests, But he also gives us the privilege of serving. And revived people are serious about serving. Revived people are serious about serving. Faithfully, in dependable fashion, reliable. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this. It says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. When you and I serve the Lord, when you and I serve his church and serve people, we are not only being obedient to what the Lord wants from us, but you and I also experience a sense of fulfillment and joy that is found in nothing else. We have some wonderful opportunities coming up in these days where you can serve. Some of you, some of you can become ushers in our church. We have usher training scheduled for Thursday, <clears throat> September the 20th from 7:30 to 9:30. There's a beautiful Green or what's the official name for this color, Cindy? It's a neon yellow. neon yellow. Neon Neon green, okay. Whatever it is, beautiful neon green, says my wife. All right? I want you to take, whether you're an older adult, a younger adult, whether you're a teenager, a single person, married with 30 children, or whatever, I want you to take I want you to take that beautiful greenish sheet (laughs) where it says, usher training. Michael Alfred, who's been our chief usher for many years now, he's going to do a great job of training and equipping. You will be blessed. I was reading the material he's going to use that he has kindly prepared, and it is just so excellent. So I want you right now, if you haven't already signed up, to come to the usher training. I want you to take that sheet. Go ahead, take it right now. Or if for some reason you don't have a bulletin, steal it from the person next to you as a bulletin. Or pick one up after church. Fill it out and hand it to me, would you? All right. I want you to come to the usher training. Some of you can be and should be a blessing in serving as an usher in this church. Let it be so. Let it be so. Okay. Now others of you, God wants to use you in various other ways, such as as in teaching children. Teaching children. Children are a high priority for us. We have planned. We have planned an I Can Teach Children training session with Reverend Rose Serzano on Saturday, September 29th. From 1 to 4 p.m., that's the Saturday just before we start our revival services. Now, Reverend Serzano is one of the best instructors in how to teach children in the whole country. In fact, even yesterday after performing a wedding here, the president, the president of our, our Bible college in Trinidad, And I'm not sure if he is still the president or if he was the former president, but he was telling me of how he had wanted to, he had tried to get Reverend Rose Serzano to teach at that college because he knew how excellent she is. But anyway, she is an outstanding teacher. And uh, men, ladies, youth, and young adults, I want to ask you to come to this training session to become equipped and for you to develop your confidence in teaching children, perhaps in Sunday school class, in caravans, or in children's church, in some capacity with children. And so the other side, the other side of this beautiful greenish sheet says, I can teach children. Training session with Reverend Rose Serzano. I want you to take that. If you haven't already turned it in, I want you to take that. Write your name down, drop it into the offering plate. Ushers, can you you put a couple of chairs at the back there, please, with an offering plate, so that as folks are leaving, they can put these sheets in there either for usher training and or for teaching children. All right, I I want you, my friends, to be open to the possibility of you teaching children. Some of you, some of you are no doubt gifted in this way and you just haven't started to use your gift as yet. And you've just needed a little bit of encouragement. You've, you need a little bit of training. You need a little bit of a, of a kick in the pants. All right? But these boys and girls in all departments are precious. And just think, you can be used by the Lord in service to him in teaching precious boys and girls. Now, there are many other ways in which you can serve. I just mentioned, mentioned a couple here, all right? Uh, one other way that some of you, someone can serve is simply this. One of our wonderful ladies who lives near Kennedy and steals needs a ride to Sunday school on Sunday mornings. She needs to be, to be picked up around 9:10 in the morning. And the question is, would you serve? Would you be willing to serve in that way? Speak to me. It'll be a blessing to you. And you'll enjoy getting to know her and her, having her getting to know you as well. Now, speaking, speaking of picking up people, listen to this. Speaking of picking up people, I was deeply touched this morning. I was deeply touched during Sunday school to discover the following. This morning, a precious grandmother who lives in Ajax drove all the way downtown to pick up her three-year-old granddaughter to bring her to Sunday school and church. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? She drove from Ajax to downtown to make sure that that little grandchild of hers is in the Lord's house on this day. And I'll tell you that, I'll tell you what, when parents and grandparents make that kind of an effort to spiritually enrich their child or someone else's child, something good is going to happen spiritually in the lives of those children. You got it? Something good is gonna happen in the lives of those boys and girls. Amen. So my friends, revival is a time to wake up and get serious about serving. I challenge you today to get serious about serving in a way that God can best use your gifts. Let me take you to a third, a fourth beautiful truth and it is this. Revival is a time to wake up and get serious about truly worshiping and praising the Lord. Notice the last part of verse 6. It says, To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Read it with me, would you? To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. And then one of my favorite passages is Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and to go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Praise God. Reverend Charles Spurgeon, a great preacher from the 1800s, 1800, 1800, said this. He said, Wash your face every morning in a bath of praise isn't that lovely wash wash your face every morning in a bath of praise and so my friends I say to you revival is a time to wake up wake up to the privilege of being a part of God's kingdom. Amen. Maybe we can uh, just go to our last slide there. Revival is a time to wake up to the privilege of being a part of God's kingdom, it's a time to wake up to the, to the privilege of being priests. It's a time to wake up and get serious about serving. And revival is a time to wake up and get serious about truly worshiping and praising the Lord. Let's wake up. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the powerful truths contained in Revelation chapter one, verse five and six. Oh dear God, impact our hearts and lives with these truths. Lord, may you help each of us to see that it is indeed a privilege for us to become a part of your kingdom. And how great it is that we can be a part of your kingdom by repenting of our sins, by crying out to be born again spiritually, by saying, Lord, with your power, your might, I will do away with past sins, with present sin, and I will live a life that is victorious. I will live a life that is holy and godly in your sight. And Lord, thank you for the privilege of being priests, For this honor that is ours, to have access to you as individuals, no matter how young, how old we are, no matter what title we have or don't have, we, you have said, are priests and we come to you. And Lord, we want to be serious about our service to you, about serving Lord, I pray that you would move upon your people. Inspire those that you want to inspire to become new ushers here in our church. Inspire others to become new teachers, teachers of our precious, beautiful, wonderful boys and girls, our children, dear Lord. And oh God I pray that you would move upon all of us so that when we enter the house of the Lord there is and there will be this great desire to truly worship and praise you from the depths of our hearts and to worship and praise you not only on Sundays in this building but wherever we are may we have this great sense of how great thou art, how great thou art we worship you Lord, we worship you. Yes Lord, yes. May you revive your people. May you revive all of us and help us, inspire us to wake up, to wake up for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.